So if you could open up your Bibles and turn to Jonah chapter chapter 1, um, we're going to read a very short portion from Jonah chapter 1, and we'll uh, be looking at verse 3. Jonah 1 verse 3 says, But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Along with Noah and the ark, Daniel and the lion's den, and David and Goliath, I'd say that Jonah's right there with the most popular Sunday school lessons. It, it really strikes a chord with children. I mean, what child isn't enthralled with the idea of living in the belly of a great fish for three days and three nights? You know, the story's usually taught like this. Uh, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. Jonah didn't want to and ran away from God. God sent a huge fish to swallow Jonah and ultimately vomit him up on dry land. It was when God told Jonah a second time to go to Nineveh that he finally obeyed and went. And we usually hear the moral of the teaching as, don't be like Jonah, obey God the first time. So while I do not disagree at all with, uh, with that teaching, um, it's very important for us to obey God the first time, I do want to dig a little deeper into this passage and make some additional application that the Lord's really laid on my heart. Um, I don't know about you, but when reading this portion, I've often thought to myself, wow, Jonah heard a direct command from the Lord and he tried to run away from him. Silly Jonah. I don't think I would have done that. I think I would have just gone to Nineveh the first time. But if we are honest with ourselves, we have to admit that we do run from God and we often run from him and we flee to our own Tarshish. In verse 1 of this chapter, it reads, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, and I want to key in on that word saying. The word translated as saying here is the Hebrew word amar, and it can be translated as say, answer, speak, tell, talk, utter. So I think we can safely assume that this was an audible word from the Lord to Jonah. The same God, though, that spoke to Jonah telling him to go is the same God that speaks to us through his precious word that we have in printed form. All 66 inspired books written under the direction of the Holy Spirit is indeed God's word spoken directly to us. And that word is as clear and audible as the word he spoke to Jonah in the 8th century B.C., which consequently is over 2,700 years ago. 2 Timothy 3.16 reads, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This is, get my camera to focus, this is the word of the Lord, and it speaks to us, and it commands us. I found it interesting that there are over 1,000 commands in the New Testament, over 1,000 commands that tell us where to go and what to do, where not to go and what not to do, what to be and what not to be, what to pursue and what to avoid, what and whom to fear and what and whom not to fear, what to give and what not to give. It is a bottomless treasure chest full of guidance for living in accordance with the will of God. But every time we don't obey what God has spoken to us, we are acting just like Jonah and fleeing from God to our own Tarshish. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments. 
In his Sermon on the Mount, Christ said, uh, as recorded in Luke 6.27, But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Do you do good to those that hate you? I personally find this very hard. I make every excuse under the sun why I, quote, can't do this. The truth is, in my disobedience, I, quote, won't do this. My excuses are simply my Tarshish, to whence I flee from the Lord. Christ had much to say and command us regarding anxious care. In Matthew 6, 25, he said, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? And how is it with us? How much do we fret and worry about food and drink and clothing and other temporal things? I know in this climate of rampant inflation, skyrocketing gas prices, and incredible uncertainty, I find it personally very difficult to obey this command. And instead, I flee to my Tarshish, muttering about my circumstances, as if God doesn't already know infinitely more about my own situation than I do. Regarding witnessing, Christ commands us in Mark 16, 15, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We must face it. And Nineveh is all around us. We're living in a post-Christian era. This world is quickly becoming a cesspool of sin full of perversion, debauchery, and wicked depravity. I mean, you cannot turn on the news without being bombarded with evidence of what is going on in this world around us. The solution's not in politics. It's not in demonstrations. It's not in legislation. It is only in the power of God through the gospel of Jesus Christ changing one life at a time. Romans 10, 14 says, How then shall they call on him him, in whom they have not believed? And how shall shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We are commanded to preach the gospel through whatever means and skills God has given us, and through whatever situations he's placed us in. And I have to confess that I often flee to my own Tarshish in, the, Tarshish in this area using my worn-out excuses of not thinking well on my toes, fearing rejection, fearing the opinions of others. But God has commanded that we preach the gospel to everyone. So, we could go on and on about uh, all of the examples of the commands given in the Bible that we run away from and flee our Tarshish, flee to our Tarshish. My, my question is, what are your Ninevehs? What is God commanding you to do in his word that you have fled to Tarshish from? We all have them. First John 1 John 1.8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, I strongly believe that Paul alluded to his own Nineveh's in Romans 7.19, where he wrote, For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. We serve a merciful and loving God who is ready and willing to forgive us and to give us a chance to say, Yes, Lord, I will go to Nineveh. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
Oh, Heavenly Father, let revival begin in me, and may I stop fleeing to my own Tarshishes. Amen.